hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Welcome to another episode of Scene Partners. <laughs> that was rough, rough, rough. That was so. You, oh, that was you so, making a dog joke because I made the cats joke. <laughs> <laughs> that was that so was last so year, like pre-pandemic. Was it? I felt like I watched it during the pandemic. Well, that's when we watched it, but that's not when it came out. I don't oh. think it would like came out like right before the pandemic, and then everyone jumped onto that Tiger King. That also feels like I watched that a million years ago. You know that that dude had a limousine parked outside of the prison that he is in in Oklahoma on the day that he thought he was going to get pardoned. Stop it. For sure thought he was going to get pardoned, hired a limousine. It's like, there's no end to this man's confidence. (laughs) Well, I guess I can say, you know, there's the one good thing that the former regime did. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Didn't pardon Tiger King, which is, I've honestly thought, yeah, I know it's possible. Yeah. (laughs) It is possible. Hey, I have a question for you. What is your question for me? It is a me? burning desire of mine to know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're always so passionate about everything. I, <laughs> I burn for you <laughs> to answer this question. Okay. There's my, my other, my other binge-worthy TV show, Bridgerton. Um, if you could be recognized for absolutely anything that you have contributed so far... Or possibly in the future, to theater, like when you walk down the street, people recognize you for this. What would it be? It could be something that you have done previously that you should be recognized for. How about we do that? What is something that you have done that you should be recognized for your contribution to theater? And what is something that you would like <laughs> My in contribution the future? To theater. Yeah. Oh, man, that is that is crazy hard uh i wish i got so you know i probably get more recognized the as a whole for being scuttle no. in the little mermaid and that makes no sense to me i was in like five minutes of that show and two and a half of that was my song right but this is if you could well that's what i'm saying like to me i feel like if I had to pick one thing that I pushed through, like I feel like I deserve the recognition for doing this, it is the jitterbug in The Wizard of Oz. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so you're like walking down the street and somebody says, Look, Mom, that's that man that danced three and a half hours into that show for <laughs> six minutes straight. Yes. <laughs> I'm already tired. <laughs> Oh, there's like the 20th group number, too. Yeah. That's awful, awful, awful. What's really great is being in the middle of that and then realizing that you and I were the only people that were actually doing it. <laughs> you look to our left and it's like, oh, we're the, the we're it. The joy of community theater. That's what was around us in that moment. Yeah. Um, but as far On as... On a stage like, with like 800 people, <laughs> yes. you know. Um, but as far as... Bugs. That was That was like, that. there needed to be like an ex- exterminator. Yes, <laughs> I mean like I see why they cut that from the film ultimately oh, because it my halts the the the, the progress of the story. But they did record it, didn't yeah. they? Oh yeah, actually record that. Yeah, you can find. I think they have like some found footage or you know some of that old like timey footage of, of them, them doing the jitterbug. Yeah, and they ended up cutting it, you know, for time and and story purposes. I mean, thank goodness. Yeah, so unnecessary. But okay, so what is something that you wish that like in the future? That you would be recognized. I would love, honestly. I mean, you have like. I would love to. Uh, I don't know. I think the tap number I should be recognized for because I made it through that. Um, but I would love, like, if we came up with a crazy, amazing stage combat fight or something that was so innovative that people thought, I don't know how you did it, but that was amazing. And for the rest of your life. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of cool. Like they name a move after you. Yeah. That's the that's the Christoph. That's the McDowell. <laughs> Did he just? <laughs> when did it's, he just McDoeswell? When it's he when it's did. when it's correct, it's McDunwell. McDudwell. Dunwell. <laughs> I for real thought you said Dud. I was like, yeah, I've, I feel like maybe it. I've had a couple of McDudwells on yeah, stage. That, that feels about right. You know, that was one of those questions that I I burned to know the answer, and I'm not sure if I feel satisfied. But I'll 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 I'm fine with it. 
Fine. Well, what's yours? I'm, just, I'm fine with it. What's yours? That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying this that isn't it was even a, a bad questions answer. episode. And you're I know, but I just wanted to know the answer. I mean, when I was in school, I just kept thinking, man, one day, how awesome would it be to have like people in an acting class and talk about my own technique? You know, like yeah. somehow I've come up with my own version of acting. Which definitely I I have not. This is the Walker technique. Yeah, <laughs> you just you just say, "Oh, the what, the king is calling," and you just walk yes. off stage constantly. When but I would argue that you do because I mean I know that we're all like borrowing from other you know things that we've learned from and other methods yeah. that we've learned from, and we kind of take the best of those that work for us to get into the character. Like, you know, Meisner yeah, isn't the best borrowing. all the time. I'm still borrowing everybody else's stuff. Yeah. I'm not I'm not doing my own thing. I mean, they created their own style. My style is just like everybody else's. <laughs> okay, so everything up to that point was didactic. And then, <laughs> and then people are like, well, we like realism, so what if we tried doing these other methods to get there? Yeah. That's so, exactly what I'm saying. So so what... <laughs> <laughs> so what what is your you want to revert to I don't know if it's it that I want I'm just saying used to that's what I wanted. I wanted there to be like a I you know come up with some amazing breakthrough in the world of acting, mm. but I feel like how possible really is that? You know, I mean there are so many things. There's so many ways to do things out there that at this point I feel like if I came up with something it would be so weird that it like what is yeah. that going to do for anyone it's just like all right in this acting technique you have to press <laughs> your partner's pinky toe into the ground with your <laughs> pinky toe it is a privilege to see your mind at and work and you have to look at them in the <laughs> eye while picking your nose and whispering their lines <laughs> <laughs> um you know another thing that was i i did I don't know if I've ever told you this. This is a, like a little sidebar, and then maybe I'll figure out what my actual answer to this question is. But when um, there was a production of Angels in America that a friend of mine was in, and they had uh, understudies in the in the production for everyone, and at the rehearsals, the actors from day one were never allowed to have their scripts. Oh, wow. They couldn't write down blocking, and they were not supposed to read the script until they got there on the day. Like, they, they were not supposed to do any preparation. Yeah. So they showed up, and the understudies held the script behind them and followed them around and fed them their lines from behind them, and they just spoke whatever they heard coming from behind them. Yeah. And to this day, that terrifies me. Yeah. And I, I can't, like, a part of me is like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of cool. You have no, no, nothing inhibiting you. There's nothing breaking you between you and the other person. You don't have this barrier of a script between you. You just are always looking them in the eye and connecting. Yeah. But I, other than that, aren't you just, like, it would be very difficult. Because you have to listen to someone yes. say your lines. Then you repeat it. And they they had to go through the entire play that way when it was being blocked and learned their lines that way. That would be that would be oh borderline maddening because I it's would like just I'm not memorize my lines. The, yeah. I feel like that I would I would be like yeah I'm totally gonna do this, but I would still memorize my lines Absolutely. outside of because I think I would be too scared. And maybe that's a fault in me. I would be too scared that it wasn't gonna work. I'd be like no no I'm I'm not gonna look like a fool <laughs> on stage. I'm gonna know my lines. I'm gonna be prepared. I'll give you three days of this. I'm memorizing my lines. You know what that sounds like to me, though? Um, how actors on film will use those earwig things that they call them. Oh, yeah. Where they have, like, the microphone and someone's feeding like them Robert their lines. Like Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah, he did that, like, through his most of his Marvel career. Mm -hmm. And then it's, it's so hard to... Which seems strange to me. Like, that seems incredibly lazy, right? Yeah. I mean, he just doesn't know. Or like, do you just think that you're so awesome that you don't need it? Or is it that he's to the point where he's so afraid of failure that he can't remember his lines? I think, I think because I heard him speaking on um, 
maybe it was, I think he did that, uh, uh, David Letterman did like a Netflix show or something, and he was kind of talking about that, or maybe it My was even like... My next guest or next guest is. Yeah. And he um, basically was saying like he was trying to challenge himself. Yeah. Like he's done the, I'm going to learn the lines, learn the lines, learn the lines, run them so that when I get on set, I just like am pure instinct, he said, but what can I do to be more into the instinct of what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's someone giving me the line and then I'm doing it. And he said, I, mean, I went I about as far as I could with that. That, that. But that to me doesn't feel like that you're, you're not listening then. Yes. You're waiting for your, that, that seems kind of like you're the worst person ever. You're just waiting for your turn to speak. Well, I'll you're tell like, you what, oh, when okay. we start making millions of dollars. Yeah, no, 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 I get it. <laughs> and become an icon. I'm not saying that he's bad. Obviously he's amazing. Yes. But I'm just, I feel like that it's flawed log logic. That's, well, all, that's all I'm saying. It's similar to what you were saying in that maybe you're too scared. Yeah, I well, I, you know, there's a time where I was working, and I don't know if I've ever talked about this before, but where I was working for those two Turkish rock stars. Yes. And <laughs> we went on this North American tour with them, and they were, they've been, they were like, it's like the Celine Dion of Turkey and like, you know, uh, like Metallica guy, like he's yeah. a heavy metal guy, and she's this, you know, she won Eurovision. Anyway, does that doesn't matter? But they were, they have been doing this forever, and they've been singing the same songs for like twenty years. And we went on this tour, and I had to always set up their prompter. Like they've been singing the same <laughs> songs, no new songs. There is, you know, 20 years. I think every singer nowadays uses a confidence monitor. You know, it was real. Yeah, that was that's what I'm saying. That kind of feels like to me, it's a confidence thing of being like, all right, I'm not going to make a fool of myself. These people showed up for this. And if I mess up, then they're never going to forgive me. Yeah. And I what was really funny is half like more than half of those songs were actually in Turkish. And my poor (laughs) friend Grayson. Because I really just hired a bunch of my friends to go with me. Um, Always. Grayson actually worked the prompter during the concert, so she had to like learn how to read Turkish. <laughs> <laughs> By the time we left, she was like r- like singing these songs. Yes. She's, you know. Oh man, that is just such a crazy Speaking weird of earworm. Yeah, you hear time a song of my life that many times. You just like. I mean, we were all kind of leaving singing singing it. But she knew them all because yeah. she would read it and follow it on the prompter. I don't know how she did that. And some of those places that we played at, oh my goodness, absolutely ridiculous. Um, okay, I can do this. I can answer the question that I asked you. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm just speaking with confidence because I have no idea what I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> for the future. I mean, I really do like the idea that there's something that we do that people, but I, I think more for me, it's more about like a, a legacy of what, like, like change, like a change in the yeah. local scene more than it would be worldwide. Maybe, yeah. and it, maybe if, if the question has to be that it's worldwide, even though I answered, I asked the question, <laughs> if it has to be recognized around the world that it's like, oh, this person affected change in this area of the world. And now this is a formula to do that in smaller towns everywhere. It's like that, that ripple effect through history sort of thing. Like this happened and then this led to this. And and other people saw that this was possible and they got on board. Yeah. And I think that would be, that would be, I mean, that would be crazy. That would be amazing. That would be, that would actually really be awesome. If there was some way that we could figure out a way to truly break through and make, theater in small communities be the thing that every small community wants. Yeah. And that we just have the perfect way to market it and and show people all the benefits and all that stuff. I think that would be really cool if there was something with our name on it. Yeah. You know, that led to that kind of a change. So maybe it's not and that I think also shows just the weird change that I myself have undergone because mm-hmm. it's not so much anymore about Oh, I want to be recognized for this that this acting technique that I've done. Yeah. And now it's, oh, I want to be recognized for the change that I've made in the community because of theater. Yeah. So I maybe that's just It would different. be it would be awesome to like 
now, now that you're saying that to to incite this change and that you could step away and maybe like 10, 15 years down the line. And it's still going. Yeah, it's still going and it's growing. And mm-hmm. and I mean, I think that's the dream with anything that you do. Mm-hmm. I know that's that has to be the dream for the Fox Theater here, the, our local community theater. Yeah. I mean, Lexi, you know, when we eventually finally get to have her on the show, she will talk about it and we can ask her more questions about what it was actually like. But when she inherited the job of taking over that place i mean she had a huge undertaking like a a big a big weight to to pull up a hill essentially Mm -hmm. and a a lot of you know past due bills and debt like you would not believe and she has done a phenomenal job i mean if I, i i really don't know i mean i know that there was a moment whenever she took it over where she and the former president sat down and they had a conversation about, okay, is it worth it? Should we just shut the door and walk away? Or are we actually going to try to do this? And I mean, thank God there was someone like her. And I I feel absolutely terrible. I can't remember the other woman's name. She doesn't live here anymore. Um, That they sat down and they had this conversation and then they, they chose that it was, that it was worth it. that They were going to try. Because I mean, what would the way that I think of it is it's like, what would Marksville be without the Fox, you know, where we live? And mm-hmm. to me, it wouldn't the sense of community would would be lost in a way like it, there would be this whole void. Yeah. And I know most small communities like ours don't have a theater. And so that would just be such a, a loss, I think. So I I can't wait for her to actually get on here and be able to talk about what that's like, because really, that is why we started this podcast is to talk about like one of the missions is to talk about how theater affects small communities. Yeah. It would be interesting because I personally don't know, and I'm sure that you've heard it, the the journey from when she took over uh, leading up till even today, you know, uh, sort of getting, well, I'm sure some of it probably wouldn't actually talk about or want to. Yeah. (laughs) Because like I've said before, like small communities, we were talking about casting. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, people get because you are volunteering your time and if it doesn't work out or it doesn't happen that you're the right person for this job and it needs to be someone else, people get really offended about it. It's like a personal attack in a way. And so it would be interesting to actually hear what she chooses, the information she chooses to give. Yeah. (laughs) Information she holds back in a way. (laughs) Um, Not that there's anything anything bad that that happened there there's not there any bad blood between yeah, anybody yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's just it would be interesting um but i will say she is she is they are so close so close to being in in like a an, a financially normal place yeah <laughs> like no longer in crazy debt which is which is an, an amazing place to be in uh well, especially you know, i mean our community is less than 5000 yeah. people i mean we're our population is less than 5,000 mm-hmm. and we pull from like our audience. We pull from Alexandria and Pineville, like all of our surrounding communities, funky. Yeah. And, um, and it's just, it's, it's amazing that people will drive all the way out here to see a show. Mm-hmm. Um, Even to be in a show and to be in a show. Yeah. I mean, it is great when we have our local people and it is always fun having, doing a show here with, people with Cajun accents when they're not supposed to have one. It's always like, for some reason, just makes me so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Like Robbie Bush and Annie, whenever he was supposed to be from New York. And he was rooster. Where are you from? (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely don't know. I actually don't know either, (laughs) but that was one of those things where you just have to choose also as a director, just to lean into the moment and be like, look, I can try really hard. To make this guy sound like he's from New York. Yeah. The entire audience knows that he's not. <laughs> and yes. for this particular audience, they're going to get the joke in a way. They're going to think it's yeah. funny. So you just got to let it go. That's amazing. I mean, like to to be able to pivot from, you know, what the script says to be like, no, we need to lean into what our audience likes. Yeah. I mean, not saying that we should change the words or anything like no, no, that. No, 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 but yeah. But yeah, the... Reading the room, basically. Reading the room. Is, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I know it says he's supposed to be from New York, but I mean, come on. 
He's from New Marksville, York. Yeah, he. <laughs> <laughs> he's, was, that was it. Was very funny. It was very funny, especially when he came back in as the farmer guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, uh, and the geese chromo de tick is what he said. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> I still don't know what that means. Nah. <laughs> But every night he said that, the entire audience would lose their minds, and I just kept thinking, God, I hope that's appropriate. And, well, what's what's funny about that is that you and I are both too embarrassed to act like we don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to laugh, because <laughs> I do think it's funny, but I'm not going to act like I don't know what it's it like, is. <laughs> I mean, mostly everybody <laughs> in the room knows <laughs> I don't know, so. Yeah. Um. Oh, that, that made me think of, so, <laughs> made me think of that video that I I sent you of the girl talking about all the community theaters announcing their groundbreaking seasons. <laughs> yes. So, and it, it really did, because I've been seeing so many people post things like, hey, we're so excited, we're finally coming out of this. And I've also talked about that, about being like, you know, yes. we're, we're not, though. Yeah. I mean, we're not. We're we just, don't know. We're, we're it's, pretending it's really, yeah, it's really and acting hard. like it's possible, but we're not. Um, and we're about to announce this groundbreaking season, and it's Mamma Mia. And cats, <laughs> and just like you know, the most overdone, sure things yeah. you could ever possibly imagine. And we I want to fill video. up seats, so we're gonna do these shows exactly. I sent that video and immediately was like, I don't know, can I make fun of this? Because I will make fun of it, but what I might do some of it. Well, <laughs> I, I think I, I will never, never, ever. Never ever do Mamma Mia or Cats or yeah I'm out for Cats. That's, that's not going to happen for me. I think just the two worst worst things. I'd get on a boat before. I I'd mean see I've cats done again. my entire Andrew Lloyd Webber rant, and I don't mm -hmm. think I need to get back into that again. I can't survive the texts, <laughs> but I will say that you know I'm not going to do it. It's not my thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I can. I I can't. I can't knock other people for being like look we haven't been able to make money for a year and this is yeah all we got just maybe don't say groundbreaking to <laughs> <laughs> be like hey we're doing this we're doing this broken ground same uh, old thing new yeah. year <laughs> it's, it's been a year Welcome new year back. old me mm -hmm. also like how you're announcing a new season i i was just gonna do the same shows i was gonna do yeah but yeah, I am actually genuinely surprised at a lot of people announcing new seasons altogether. Well, and it's also it's like, people that have bought the rights. Yeah, it's like you had this in the slate. You already have the rights. And they did not return the money, Yeah, I will tell you. So it's like you just have this for whenever you decide to do it and you get approved. Yes. Because they're – they and I, oh. you know, and that was – so we've been th we've been talking about the the dates for Mockingbird mm -hmm. and the possibility of and I think I said this to you on the phone the other day I can't remember but possibility of moving Orient Express out at Murder on the Orient Express out of our season and uh, doing Mockingbird in the fall yeah and I just I I because I want to make sure that we do it. Mm -hmm. Um, but the only theater available for us to do that in is the big theater. Yeah. Downtown. And it's interesting, the struggle that you have to go through about choosing these things of, okay, so I do this in Alexandria, which is a bigger city. Um, my actors are, most part, like more than half of my actors are in Alexandria. They planned on doing the show in Alexandria. So if I move it, then I might lose some people. Yeah. And I don't want to lose anyone. Mm -hmm. um, especially because they've been waiting to do this show for a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, we're all like in the batter's box. Yeah. And uh, I just, so I don't know what the answer is because I've, I do this show. I have to do it at the bigger theater, which is more money and still less seats. Yeah. So I just, I can't, I can't figure it out. I think at the moment we're looking into, I mean, it's exciting in a way because there is some kind of forward motion. And so we're looking into doing the show at the larger theater, lessening the seats and hoping that we get a break somehow so yeah. that we could perform this show. Because I think uh, what what is the actual full capacity of that building? 
615 somewhere in there yeah and they're only allowing uh 200, 200 in the audience mm-hmm. right so it's it's crazy that you're now down to a third of the potential audience that you could have yeah well and i mean it is more people it would be able to be more people than the black box yes that we were going to do it in the second time <laughs> that we had <laughs> yeah been planning again for round two um, so round three is kind of interesting because it's back at the original place, which we were going to do it in. Yeah. But instead, like when we had first, when we initially said that we were going to do To Kill a Mockingbird, we were going to, we couldn't get the theater we wanted mm-hmm. because someone else was in it. So we were going to rent, we had rented the big theater, but we were going to do it very intimately. We were going to yeah. mess up the audience in a way we were bringing everybody on stage essentially and putting them in a courtroom and like setting. And it was just going to be very different. And I was so excited about it. And, um, and then that didn't work yeah, because of the coronavirus. <laughs> and so we're like, okay, we're not doing that. And we move, we were like, okay, we're going to change this up. We're going to move it into the black box. Mm-hmm. It's going to be different. It's not what I wanted, but it's fine. And then that didn't happen, and it was like, okay, well, we'll just change the date, the black box, to a later date, and that didn't happen. And now we're like, all right, we're moving back to the big theater, and we're going to do it completely (laughs) differently than the original time that we were going to do it at the big theater, and instead, we're just going to use it like a real proscenium and only have 200 people. Yeah. How many times have you sketched this? And redesigned this freaking (laughs) show four times. Yeah. And I got to do it again. I mean, I shouldn't say got to. I get to do it again. I mean, it is yeah. a pleasure to spend time on the show and to work on it. But, oh, the, the the ring around the rosy headache from this. But I do. Which I, is also a, probably a good reference because that is about a plague. Itself. Yeah. I, I do. <laughs> yeah. I do think that, you know, things. Whether you think it's like all by design or whatever, it's up to you. But I think that things happen the way that they're supposed to happen a lot of times. And like maybe this is as frustrating as it has been. Maybe this Mm -hmm. is for the best. Maybe we get more people into the seats. Back into the space that we initially thought we were going to do it in. Yeah. I mean, I do wonder, you know, and I'm sure that other small communities kind of experience something similar. But here, it's almost become a... Where you do the show, yeah, is how good your show is, mm-hmm. which I I don't really understand that, and I'm I, I don't oh, know. Oh, they're Maybe at the big theater, so it's going to be can... a much more quality show. Yeah, it's like it. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> and I don't know what that is. It's kind of like I I I can't wrap my head around it. I guess it's the difference of of being like, oh, this is Broadway. This mm-hmm. is a big flashy theater, and this is the smaller theater. The off-Broadway theater. Yeah. And we don't understand that. I want the flash. <laughs> like, I want the spectacle. I want yeah. the I want the big curtain. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what it is that, like, the bigger is better thing. Or newer building. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I guess maybe it's obvious that people are spending more money on it. Maybe. I, I don't. I don't know. But it is interesting, the prejudice that comes along with that. Like, yeah. we can put on... Um. You know, we could we could put on the best show of the year or someone else could put on the best show of the year that anyone's ever seen in our community at the Black Box Theater and no one would see it. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> almost it's like it's this. Coughlin. Yeah, it's almost like it's this for artists sort of building the Black Box. It's like, oh, well, if you're into theater, then then this then is where, where you go. Yeah. But if you're just like the general public, then you go to the bigger theater because you're getting this big show in this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is it is shocking to me sometimes when people say, wait, there's another theater downtown <laughs> like where we live. And like, yeah, we like there is we have a lot of theater companies, yeah. too many theater companies. And I'm a part of it. Like we, we have too many theater companies and we have two the we have three, four theaters. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, two of those are college theaters. Well, yes, I should yes, say. yes, yes. But there are two theaters downtown, and I love that black box, even though the floor isn't black and it's incredibly difficult to really work in. But I think that's kind of where the challenge comes in for me. I think that you and I both love that because of our training and our background yeah. and the intimacy. Like, there's something about that intimacy where it's like, 
I'm right on the audience. Mm-hmm. So I get to experience it with them where it's almost like with the proscenium, it's this barrier. Well, it's just so easy to bring your your environment into the audience. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite things with the shows that we've done there is I've I've tried as a designer and as a director to incorporate the audience in the world. Yeah. And I mean, I hated so much those white trees, those trees that I painted, <laughs> those massive limbs that we just put up everywhere. I mean, I loved it when it, when it was all done. Yeah. It looked great. I mean, it was one of my favorite things that we we kind of wrapped the audience in these white painted trees that looked so cold for Christmas Carol and it yeah. just we had it around the set and around the audience and it just enveloped them and it was so cool. I loved it. And I hated making those things. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> it was the worst. But I mean, it really worked and it paid off. But doing something like that in a massive proscenium theater is impossible. Yeah. I mean, you just you lose that availability to immediately show people, oh, this is where we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can start that the minute that people walk in the lobby, you yeah. know, at the other space. And I just love that so much. I can decorate the lobby and the audience mm-hmm. and have that a part of our show. And I think it just sets the tone so much easier. I don't even know if it's a, I, I don't know if it's a, um, like a, I'm not thinking scapegoat or that it's easier. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I just well, like it. I like the environment. It's, it's creating the entire aesthetic. So it's kind of like you were saying about enveloping them into the... Yeah, the entire it's, thing it's, is it's now an experience. The full immersion. Like the minute you walk in the door, mm-hmm. like for Christmas Carol, there were like those slower sort of Christmas carols, not like something that was upbeat, if memory yeah. serves me correctly. I yeah, mean, that's it's what been we had. Like, oh, two years almost. It's been a while. Um, and, but it was it was still decorated for Christmas, but it was also like this solemn feel. Mm-hmm. And you could almost feel like the weight of what the story we were about to tell was. But then when we did, you know, Tuna, it was like all the, the hillbilly, bluegrass type of light-hearted things like the Dolly Parton, the old school, like Dolly Parton music playing. And, and it was so much fun. And you were like, okay, all right, I'm feeling this. I'm, yeah. I'm in the country. So... It, and the bake sale in the lobby yes, really helped. Yes, 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 <laughs> But it's those, it's those things that, like, when I walk through the door, even as an actor, being a part of them, I'm like, okay, all right. I'm starting to get... It just sets the tone. You get create there mentally, this environment yeah. that makes it just so accessible mm-hmm. to believe in the world, in a way. And I just like creating that experience for, for the audience. I want them to open the door into the theater and immediately be like, I am somewhere else, and this is awesome. Yeah. Like, I've gone back in time or I've gone forward in time. Like, whatever the show is, I just want that to happen. And it's just so much more difficult, I feel, in a larger space like that. Yeah. But we're going to do our best with Mockingbird, and hopefully it's going to be there. Yes. I don't know. I mean, I've got a lot of <laughs> a lot of negotiating in my future. Yes. For sure. And, I, and phone calls that I'm crossing mine and your fingers. Yes. So I just, let's hope for the best on that. But I am excited to see, like, how we've morphed, kind of like what we were talking about last time, about, like, the original idea morphing and changing and becoming this new thing. And just to see the progression that we've made from one to the next. And now I'm excited to see like where this goes next. I, I definitely don't well, want to be cynical think about so many interesting things about how you could do Mockingbird in this world of a, of a pandemic and do it safely and what you could say about it. Yeah. And I thought about like, okay, this would be interesting. Like maybe if we had, all of the actors that were African-American in the show, we could have them all masked and all of the white people not masked. I was like, what is that going to say? Yeah. (laughs) I was going down this weird trail of thinking about like, okay, so maybe we could do different kind of, or just like having different kinds of masks. Like the, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I was just trying to figure out some way like, okay, how do I do this and mask people? If that's what I have to do. And then it also still work with the show. Yeah. Because I see other people that are doing shows and they have all of their actors masked. But I feel like you have to you have to have a reason for it in the show. Yeah. 
You have to have it. So it doesn't take away from it. Yeah. That's what I would hope anyway, that like I'm able to do this and it's, and it doesn't take me out of the production because all I'm seeing are these people's eyes, <laughs> yes. you know, and so it, I, I want all right, everyone put reason. on your best Tom Hardy impression. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I don't know. Probably should have just like jumped out and said whatever was in my brain just then. But it is it's just it's it's just a struggle. And I know I've belabored the point on that for the past three episodes of this. But it is a struggle just trying to figure out what in the world to do. Well, you know, I was having this discussion with someone that had come into my store and they were talking about, you know, I'm not getting the vaccine. I was like, all right, that's your choice. I mean, you have the information. You're making a conscious decision to not do this. And that's your choice. You're a, you're a grown adult. And it was like, well, I just don't want to have to, you know, go to things and show my card. And then I thought, well... When you go to buy a house, you have to give your social security number. Your when driver's you, license. Yeah. When you when you go to buy liquor, you have to show your license. <laughs> when you're going to, you know, any kind of, you when know, you venue. you your cell phone and it recognizes your face. face. It was like, the, to me, that's so foreign. And, and I just don't under, I, I can't wrap my mind around not wanting to. Well, it's like an Israel do this right now. Yeah. Um. Israel is doing, they have like 85% of their population has been inoculated right now. Of course, Israel is only, in all honesty, about the size of Jersey, like yeah. New Jersey. Um, but they're doing this thing where once you, uh, you have been vaccinated, you essentially get a green pass, I think mm -hmm. is what it's called. And you can download an app. And it has like a little green person. You put your information in and it basically says like, hey, you're good to go. So you can call a restaurant and make a reservation and you can go to a concert and listen to music. But you have to present your green pass in order to get in. And if you don't have one, you don't get in. Yeah. So I think in a way, well, that would I don't think that would ever go over here. No, but. I think their thinking must be we do this and it's going to encourage more people to do it. Yeah. But in a way, I'm like, all right. So, uh, I mean, and I guess in a sense, it is kind of doing that because some travel, like some airplanes um, are, are, are airplanes. What am I saying? <laughs> there are some Air airplanes. Flights, airplanes. <laughs> what, flights. What, who, who are these companies? <laughs> like, what do you call them? What is wrong with me? Air, airplanes, air flight. What do you call the companies that own, like Delta? What is that called? <laughs> is it just Delta? <laughs> Airline. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, bro. It was a long walk to get you there. <laughs> I'm sorry, but my God. So they have all of these airlines, as I was saying. Um, Don't start that like I'm not keeping that. <laughs> <laughs> They have these airlines now that are saying, you know, if you don't, if you're not vaccinated, then we're not just going to let you travel all the time. Yeah. Unless it's essential travel. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I guess in a small way it's like that. But is it going to continue forward? Is it going to be like they're doing in Israel where you got to have your vaccine card in order to get into the restaurant or to the concert? Yeah. You know, is that how they're going to open up concerts now? You know. And in a way, I super don't care. I mean, I'm like, look. I'm if I'm vaccinated and maybe this is the way I look at it, but just like any other vaccine that's out there, if I'm vaccinated and it is open and available for everyone to be vaccinated and you choose not to, mm -hmm. then that's that's on you, man. Yeah, that's I'm 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 good. Everyone else has chosen to do this. Yes, if you're you're willingly just, you know, going to be that person. Then, all right, I'll see you at the concert. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I mean, that's your choice. It's just, I can't. I but can't, not readily available. I can't really get Yes. I, I can't. I just can't see the distinction between showing my ID to get on a flight and also handing them a card. I, I yeah, just don't I mean, see it, the difference. Especially it. when it's, yeah, and it literally does nothing for me. Yeah. It's like, okay, I took the vaccine. It's going to change my life in zero ways. Yes. I still get to take the flight. What do I care? Mm -hmm. because I'm well I mean next week 
next Friday we get we well we both got vaccine on the first on the same day. Yeah. Um, we are getting our second shot. I don't know if you know that or not. So you no, just no, I, I'm, I'm aware. Just take Saturday right out of your. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> going on Saturday. <laughs> I will have everything prepared beforehand to just lay on the couch and hopefully survive. Oh my gosh. Well, and you know, fun fun things that if you're going on in my life, right immediately after that, I get Saturday, and then on Sunday, I am leaving to go on a trip with a bunch of eighth graders. To a camp from our school. <laughs> and I just, I can't express the terror. <laughs> nice. I will say I had a whole lot of fun because the uh, the other teacher that is chaperoning this trip, um, it's a really cool thing that our school does, actually, every year. You go to D.C., am I every correct? Every year, yeah. The yeah. school takes the kids to Washington, D.C., and they go and they see all the monuments, and they do the free, the, the museums, and... You know, that is one awesome thing in, in D.C., like for vacations, is all of those museums are free. Oh, yeah. Like, they're all free. And that is just so cool. Like, you can go to the the Smithsonian and Because I think they, free. don't they do the, they just give you a ticket, right? And you yeah, come you back a at ticket. a certain time. And you could also, I think you can do, you can donate. Yeah. But also, I think some people don't realize this, but all of the museums in New York are really the same way. Those are... Those are pay what you can. Mm-hmm. You have to give them something, but they have a suggested donation. Yeah. So, like, I know I I went to the Museum of Natural Science for, like, a nickel one time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is what I have. It's all I got I'll to see give. You, see you later. And they were like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, here's the earned <laughs> And then, of course, the next 10 people were like, wait a minute, what? You put your picture up. Like, he this. didn't pay $20 to get in there? <laughs> like, nope. You're now I on a no-fly list print. at the Natural History Museum. <laughs> I read the fine print, baby. <laughs> pay what you can. Yeah. Suggested donation. I've done that before. <laughs> I'm in theater. <laughs> um, this is all for is your cool exposure. Me they talking about it trip. on the podcast. Yeah, I've now been exposed. Um, I have, I, but it is cool that they do this, this awesome trip for the kids, but of course they didn't get to do that last year. And this year they were trying to figure out what to do. So they essentially like made this awesome plan to go on this trip to this camp with no, nobody else, but the people that are in their class and, um, and you know, their teachers essentially. And then right after that, they are going into spring break for a week. So they essentially get like a little like quarantine two weeks, time. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it was pretty smart. Um, but that is what I'm doing. And one fun thing today, one, my camp counselor hat came in. So I was wearing like this big old <laughs> blue fishing hat all around school today. It was so great. I, like I, I realized oh, in that yes. moment, whenever uh, when Farley gave that to me, I was like, look. I can get behind pretty much anything if I get a costume. <laughs> she was like, don't worry. I got the like really intense, thick uh, um, sunscreen that you put on your nose and some polarized glasses that say your name. I was like, I'm so down for all of this. We're supposed to go get like, you know, really great cargo shorts and make it happen. Sorry, speaking of uh, people that get the thick I need sunscreen. sandals with Velcro. That's what I need. I need Velcro sandals. I'm just now, I'm I'm now planning the rest of my Are you going to wear socks with outfit. these? <gasps> yes, I need tube socks. Oh my gosh, you're a beautiful man. <laughs> tube socks, Birkenstocks, <laughs> cargo it shorts. Worse. It gets worse. I need a vest with pockets. There's no way you don't have a Fanny vest pack. with pockets. I do have a vest, but I don't have a vest with po- like a fishing vest. I I need a fanny pack. That's Contact really what it is. Stitch fix immediately. Yeah, I will. I'll, to rectify I'll this. Like a stitch fix. I need a fishing vest. <laughs> They're gonna do it anyway. I just said it out loud. Doesn't yeah, matter. They heard it. Um, I don't know why I've, I initially jumped into telling you this story, other than that's what's going on in my life. <laughs> I forget now. Um, well, what's going on in my life is, uh, 
Yeah, that's it. Wow, that was absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> that was such a nice moment that you had there. Yeah, I don't have as much going on as you. You know what's but I amazing? Still feel busy. We have made it this far on just that weird little thing that I said in the very beginning. <laughs> it's not even a questions episode, and then you ask me this off the wall question. One question. That one question, though, it, it makes it not. A, it's not a questions episode. I asked that one question. Well, no, that, but, but like we had the whiteboard full of topics and then you asked this thing that's not even <laughs> on the just, board. I destroyed. <laughs> I destroyed this entire episode. But it was welcome. a fun topic. I mean, while it would be like, I agree. I think, I think everybody that wants to make an impact. Yeah. I think that your answer is definitely one that I'm more interested in ultimately. But it would be cool as you were talking about yours, like if if you had ever done a scene and you had done it so well that it became like the standard for how you perform this specific scene. Oh yeah. Kind of like, can you imagine what it must have done for Lawrence Olivier's ego to be Lawrence Olivier? (laughs) 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 Because that's not even him as a human being. Yeah. It's this personified. I don't know if you've actually done any sort of deep dives on him on, YouTube, and if you haven't, you should. He has this video that he did, and I think it's on the Johnny Carson show, where he essentially sits down at a mirror, and you're like, what is going on? It's just Lawrence Olivier and a turtleneck is when he's overweight. He's staring into this mirror, and he's like, I am Lawrence Olivier, and today you are hearing Lawrence Olivier speak. And he just like goes in this whole thing and then he starts putting on makeup and he gets like really intense with the makeup and he puts a wig on and he puts this costume over and he becomes faust not faust oh my gosh what in the world (laughs) faust sorry i'm this has been a journey of listening to my subconscious um falstaff isn't this what this whole thing is yeah 100 (laughs) percent um falstaff from henry four part one and he does a false no Henry V because it's the heartbreak of Falstaff when Falstaff. Wait. Anyway, he does sorry, this he thing. Does this, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'll look it up later. And I'm only saying that because I hear Lexi banging uh, plates in the back. <laughs> she's like, she's hey, like, hey, I'm hungry. It is we need time to hurry for you up. to eat. Um, no, it it it's this. He does this Falstaff monologue. He just like goes into this Falstaff monologue and then goes and talks to Johnny Carson. Oh, <laughs> it's just like, hey, here you go. That is a very Lawrence Olivier type of thing to do. I don't even know. I mean, he was incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. I just, I it's just crazy. It's just absolutely crazy watching him do it. You should watch some of his stuff that's on YouTube from old, old TV. Well, that's like that old Dustin Hoffman uh, uh, th- story, you know, where it's, you know, it's act. It's called acting yeah. or whatever. Why, why are you, you, you look terrible. I didn't sleep all night last night because I have to do this scene where I'm really tired. I was like, hmm, have you heard of acting? <laughs> yes. I was like, <laughs> that's beautiful. That's but I also a, agree with him. I'm like, I just don't agree with the, the method. No, I think it's, that's too dark. It's too dark. Yeah. You can't do that to yourself. I mean, we had that conversation in class. You can't carry that with you. You no. cannot. You, you just can't. I mean, that's, it feels almost dangerous. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know it's dangerous because, one, it does horrible things for your health. And you don't want to do that to yourself. And just psychologically can mess you up. And for what? Yeah. You could have generated. Like, I, f- I feel that way about Daniel Day-Lewis a lot. And to be honest, in theater, I don't think I've ever. Like, I've tried met, met the method or method yeah. acting. Like, twice. And both times, it never I feel made like, you feel better. No, I feel like I delivered, and I, I mean, I really do feel like I was incredibly connected to the character, and that I did this great performance. I wasn't so intense about it, like people like Daniel Day Lewis, where it's like, "You will now call me by my character name for the next year," <laughs> you know. Except that he's only done six movies. I know, but and he's awesome. But I, I'm just saying, I was not that intense about it. I was yeah. just kind of on my own thing, little level. I wasn't trying to get people like to call me by a different name at the bar. <laughs> um, that's that's not what I was doing. But I will Mr. say President, that I did Lincoln. it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Abe. 
Call me honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but I will say that I I know I delivered a really good performance from that, mm-hmm. and the energy was there, and it was great. But I don't think that I I could have done it with just my imagination. I could have just yes. acted, and it would have been fine. It would have been probably equally as good. Because a lot of the times you may feel something a hundred percent, but no one else knows. Yeah. So what's, I mean, it's great. You're probably being very honest, but I mean, I'm not saying you have to be a super showy actor. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But I mean, well, that's, that, I don't really want to go see a show where somebody has a whole bunch of feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I think anything, that's the I other just, thing too. It's like, People that are quote unquote method acting love to talk about it like it's freaking CrossFit or something. It it's is like, like oh the CrossFit God. of it is the CrossFit <laughs> of theater. These people throwing their bodies around doing terrible things to themselves, and you're like, stop. Yes. Why don't you just do this this way? Is this this is a shortcut? This yeah. is fine. You're like, no. And they're like <laughs> banging it out on the like I'm gonna be honest, I can smell that food right now. I can too. I think and it's it is probably time so to eat. delicious. So why don't we... Uh, yeah, we'll say good night. Yeah. Or good morning. Wherever Whenever it is. Whatever you, it is. But yeah. we're going to eat. If you're listening, we're going to eat. We're going to eat something <laughs> that, you know, I didn't used to be able to do very much. Mm. <laughs> a, she is such a good girl. It is really amazing. It's really amazing. So, uh, hey, you know what? Let's just say that is Christoph Phenopoulos. And that was Big Kahuna. No one else is going to know, though. Yeah. But we are. Might edit that out. There you go. (laughs) So we shouldn't talk about that. X this out, Chris.